Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Nikki. On today's podcast, we have Kavini Moodley, who is the Head of Risk Management and Audit Strategy at Discovery. She's also the founder of Boss Babes of South Africa. Boss Babes of South Africa is a skill sharing platform. She also provides inspirational quotes, mental health coaching on the platform. As I mentioned, it is skill sharing and it's a collaborative community where women can come together, feel inspired and help each other and be supportive. On today's podcast, we discuss about coming back to yourself, your authentic self, finding that self-belief. Kavini also shares some of her challenges that she's found in the corporate space and how she's managed to turn that pain of those challenges into her power and strength. I hope that you enjoy. So Kavini, you are currently the head of risk management and audit strategy in the corporate space. But during COVID, you launched Boss Babes of South Africa, um, which is a skill sharing platform. So I just wanted to ask what made you decide to launch this platform and how does it work exactly? Thanks very much for having me, Nikki. I'm excited to be here. So uh, as we were heading into COVID and the pandemic and not even sure what lockdown was, there was a lot of uncertainty and fear around me. And uh, I thought, you know, this could be the perfect opportunity to want to inject a bit more positivity in terms of uh, what people were feeling and what they were going through. Uh, and hence, I started this online platform. And I really started more as a hobby for myself to keep myself entertained during uh, the lockdown. And uh, yeah, little did I know that it would grow uh, so exponentially. Um, as a skill sharing platform and as a platform that really focuses on female empowerment, uh, women coming together to share their skills, women coming together to share experiences, their journeys uh, and life lessons. And that's really what Boss Babes of South Africa is all about in a nutshell. It's a safe space for women to collaborate, to network and to leverage off each other's unique strengths and skills. Awesome. And since coming out of the pandemic, how have you been able to balance between your corporate role and then also your side hustle and passions? Yeah, so I actually have a team that helps me with social media, um, but a lot of my weekends I really spent uh, creating content and deciding what type of content we want to put out there for the entire week. And the thing I love about social media is that it gives you time to plan. It's not that you've got to do anything real time. People always think you need to have a ton of time available, but it's really about proper planning during the weekends, after hours, to make sure that we've got uh, strong content uh, that is meant to um, you know, be rolled out during the week or weeks to come. So that's really the strategy that we, we use. Um, and yeah, I really try and bring my authentic self to the platform and I try and use my voice and my life experiences through the quotes that we share and through the inspiration that we put out there as well. So um, you talk about like your authentic self and your self-belief. So what would you suggest for, say, someone struggling with tapping into that with their mental health? Uh, what would be some tips that you can share? I think, uh, you know, Nikki, we've really been conditioned uh, or most of our lives to act a certain way, to have people expect certain things of us. And I think through that process of social conditioning, as I call it, 
uh, many of us have actually lost ourselves. We lost mm-hmm. what we truly stand for. We lost what we really love. Uh, it's really become about what everyone else thinks that we need to be doing or what we think we need to be focusing. And, um, you know, finding your authentic self and leveraging your authentic self is not something that happens overnight. For me, it was a very slow process of just, you know, starting with like journaling, journaling what am I good at? Asking my friends, what do they think I'm good at? Um, because I think when you really start to play towards your strengths and, you know, you're starting to add value in a way that, uh, you know, even competition doesn't start to worry you because what you're bringing out is something so unique and aligned with your soul. And I think uh, that's what I try and do day daily. I also, you know, ask myself if I'm about to do anything, does it align with me? Does it align with, you know, where I see my life going? And I often use that to make decisions for my life and you know my future so I think uh, you know living an authentic life is something that you've got to be committed to doing you need to sit down with yourself and you literally need to have a conversation with yourself to identify who you are Um, and you need to have a few conversations not just one so uh, it takes a bit of work to really just you know delve deeper and find out who you are and you know your purpose your passions uh, how would you like to give back to the world? How would you like to leverage your best self? And um, I think for me, just leveraging my authentic self has really been um, powerful because I, I feel like I've become magnetic. I feel like I have connected with people that I could have only dreamt of, you know, meeting or whatever the case is. And, uh, you know, being authentic really starts to draw people like a magnet towards you. Mm. And I, like I can recommend it if anyone's feeling stuck or feeling confined or feeling like they can't, you know, control or own their own life. Uh, it really does start with you going inwards uh, to identify who you are as a starting point. Yeah. And just off the back of that, talking about, you know, you practicing alignment and finding your authentic self, have you ever experienced a time where you have that imposter syndrome where you just don't feel like you're not tapping into yourself if you don't mind sharing about that and talking about that as well? Yeah, that's a really, um, I want to say, topical you know, um, thing to talk about, because I think a lot of people shy away from it. 10 years ago, when I started my corporate journey in Johannesburg, and I struggled with that a lot in the beginning, because I would walk into rooms, and I would be the only person that looked like me in those particular Mm -hmm. rooms. And I think somehow that uh, on some level, even subconscious level started to contribute to imposter syndrome and me asking myself, well, how did I get here? Um, why is there no one else that looks like me in this particular room? You know, what special did I do to actually end up here? Yeah. Uh, and I think that also, you know, uh, kind of instills a bit of self-doubt that sort of builds up over over days and becomes months. And I think when I was much younger, um, I didn't even know what it was. I just thought it was self-doubt. I didn't even know that there was something called the imposter syndrome until, you know, we started to engage with other women and they would talk about it. And um, yeah, it is something that really affects, you know, high performers and um, uh, people as well that, you know, wake up one day and start to feel like there's some kind of fraud and I'm putting fraud in inverted commas. You know, you wonder, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Am I worthy? And I think, um, you know, 10 years later in my journey, I can safely say that it's been a journey to kind of, you know, I want to say stomp down that uh, imposter syndrome. And it's not to say that it's completely gone away. I do have moments of self-doubt in my day, in my work day. I do have uh, moments when I'm sitting in a boardroom and I'm about to speak and suddenly I wonder like, oh my God, you're going to mess it up. (laughs) What are you doing Do you still have that now? as well I still I, I still have that but I can say it's far and few between 
Um, it's a moment, but I think I've got some great techniques to really overcome that 10 years later. You know, I've created this brag list for myself, and it's just a list of all the achievements that I've had over the last 10 years, uh, struggles that I've overcome, and, you know, um, support that I've, 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 I've gotten, lessons that I've learned. And whenever I feel that sort of self-doubt creeping in, um, I always pick up my brag list and I just remember my journey. And I feel that always helps me to just put myself back into context mm. um, to be able to deliver the best version of myself in those meetings or in those environments. When was like a turning point for you when you thought, I need to write a brag list or did something happen? Um, no, nothing happened. I heard someone giving a talk once at our organization. It was uh, for Women's Day. And uh, she was talking about the imposter syndrome and she was talking about how um, we need to just constantly, just like we work on everything else in our life, mm. we need to work on our self-worth, we need to work on motivating ourselves. And she also spoke about the fact that if we don't do that for ourselves, no one is really going to come through and save you and no one's going to do that for you. Mm. So it's a sort of power that you need to take back. It's a power that you need to own. And uh, you you are in control with your life at the end of the day. So if you're feeling self-doubt for whatever reason, and sometimes it's not, it could be something that's happening in your personal life that's not making you doubt something in your professional life, for mm. example. So, um, yeah, I think it's just about also knowing when you're not feeling your best and then taking steps to really get the help to bring yourself up to the level that you need to be. Um, because when you're in a happy, positive mindset, I must say that uh, the imposter syndrome doesn't really creep up yeah upon you yeah and you you mentioned the start of your corporate journey you know about 10 years ago what have been some of the challenges being a female leader in the corporate space and how have you kind of navigated these challenges yeah that's a really really brilliant um question Nikki and uh I think I've had my fair share of challenges and I think sometimes when you're entering into an environment you hear a lot of stereotypes you know you hear stereotypes that you may be surrounded by certain, um, you know, male colleagues that don't totally totally respect you as a female leader. Mm. Um, but I think for me, it's always just been uh, to know myself and to recognize when I'm being disrespected and to kind of set that boundary and say, you know what, um, maybe we need to have a conversation offline. We need to chat about this um, because the way you're coming across now is starting to disrespect me and I don't appreciate it and it took me a while to get there yeah. but I think standing up for yourself and setting those healthy boundaries and having conversations that are able to add value uh, have been some of the um, best way that I've managed to navigate it uh, and I think also as women we need to be more uh, you know, we need to embrace the sisterhood, the concept of a sisterhood. If you're working with other female leaders, you know, let's support each other. Let's lift each other up. Let's um, empower each other because that's what it's all about. We are mm. so much stronger when we actually choose to lend a hand and, and support each other as opposed to tear each other down. So I think there's various challenges that I've experienced personally as a female leader and, um, you know, sometimes being interrupted at meetings um, and then you feel like your voice is not valued or, you know, why am I even here? So I think it's just been a journey of firstly recognizing those elements that I was not comfortable with 
And then discussing it with other female leaders and mentors, just to see that I wasn't sort of overreacting or I wasn't taking things too personally. And I think having strong mentors, especially when you're younger in the game, can be really, really powerful to help them to navigate you through, you know, what you should say, when you should leave things and uh, when you need to pick your battles. Because uh, the truth of the matter is, if you don't pick your battles, you're going to constantly wake up and be fighting you know, or debating things that yeah. uh, we don't have that energy for every day. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, mentors. How, how would you advise that you you find a mentor or do you just reach out to someone on LinkedIn, slide into their DMs on Instagram? How have you found your mentors? A lot of my mentors have been within the corporate spaces that I have occupied. And um I think for me, it's it all comes down to the, the word that I mentioned earlier as well. Alignment is really mm. big for me. It's the word of 2022. And if I'm sitting in a boardroom and I hear someone talking and, you know, what they're saying is inspiring to me. What they're saying to me, I'm going, ah, oh, that resonates and that's relatable. And this person is really good at getting the message across. Then, you know, I would take the initiative to go and say, you have 15 minutes to grab a cup of coffee and just to kind of you know lean more into that sort of energy and see if it is something that aligns with you and then you know approach the person and the worst that they could possibly say is no and uh, you know you go on and probably find someone else uh, in, a, in that space but not the same person and yeah I think it's really about you just taking initiative and um, moving forward with that talking about turning your pain into power so obviously through the challenges it's a painful process but how would you say turning that pain into power how does one do that I think turning pain into power is really a journey it's not something that you can click your fingers and you're in hurt and trauma and then the next day you're up and about and you know you're powerful (laughs) I don't think that's realistic and you know it's just a journey of recognizing that um, certain behaviors or certain environments don't align with you And uh, how do you actually change the narrative around that? Or you've been through some really painful, traumatic experiences. How do you change the narrative around that so that other people and other female leaders that follow you um, are not faced with the same sort of um, pain points, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really about recognizing what you're not comfortable about, recognizing what sort of irks you. Because I always find that when you get really passionate or really angry about a specific topic, um, you know, that's not random. Each of Mm. us probably have our own passions. I mean, you find yourself, you know, really honing on or something happens to you, you can't stop thinking about it. And you're like, why can't I let this go? Um, I always think that that's almost like the universe nudging you to say, you know, you need to maybe just explore this a bit more because you've got genuine passion about it. And then how can you now utilize what you've been through to make sure that it adds value to someone else's life. And that's very much what we've tried to do with Boss Babes of South Africa in terms of even, you know, people struggling with their mental health over the last two years. It's for some reason still taboo to even talk about mental health. It's a stigma that we're all so afraid to even, you know, um, confess or even share with our best friends or confidants. A lot of us rather just sit back and struggle, you know, in silence until Mm -hmm. it gets to a point that it's, it's quite dangerous for us. So... You know, through that process as well, we brought on um, mental health advocates, psychiatrists, life coaches onto our platform to really um, help people 
turn that pain into power. And just sometimes it's knowledge. Sometimes it's listening to a psychiatrist just giving you best practice life advice. And you think to yourself, yeah, I can actually do those breathing exercises or I can count back to 10 or I can journal and I can create a dump and get rid of all my thoughts. So, um, yeah, I think it's really about you recognizing where you're able to add that value and also recognizing that uh, when you've been through something painful and traumatic, it's okay not not to be okay. Mm. It's okay to okay to cry it out. It's okay to, you know, lean on people for support. We're all not perfect, you know. We all yeah. have ups and downs, and that's the part that you don't see on social media, right? The the downs. You yeah, you don't. The the behind the highlight reels. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you just see happy people drinking coffee, jumping into fancy cars, standing behind big houses. And, um, you know, there's a lot that happens behind the scenes as well. Yeah. I think it's important to just unpack that and say, what am I able to do here? Irrespective of wh- whichever industry it may be, what am I able to impact on topics that I'm really passionate about? Yeah, I love that so much. And I think with regards to the stigma of mental health, it's like, if you say that I'm struggling with my mental health, then it makes you look weak. And, you know, also not seeking support and keeping quiet from your friends and things. It's like, well, if I can't deal with it on my own, it's either burdensome to someone else, or it makes you look weak, you know, like, you're not strong, because you can't deal with it on your own. And I think that's definitely a narrative that needs to change. Because like you're saying, as well at Boss Babes, getting that support, that community, it really, it's, there's so much more strength in that than just standing alone. Absolutely, absolutely. And just one last question I like to ask my interviewees, this in every podcast is, what does feminine leadership mean to you? Leadership, again, I think comes down to your authenticity. I don't think we need to mimic being a man. I don't think we need to dress like a man in a gray suit or whatever other stereotypes there are out there. Uh, Feminine leadership is about bringing through your most authentic self and being able to command power, you know, through your knowledge, through your skills, less Mm -hmm. about being a woman, less about being a man, about being able to be respected for the skills that you bring through uh, be it in your organization, be it outside of your organization. And I really believe that if you are, you know, articulating yourself well and you're able to show the value that you're adding, um, a big part of your battle is lost. A big part of your um, the perception that people may think, you know, as a female leader, this is what you need to do. You need to be really strong. You need to be really mm-hmm. loud. Um, I'm not really loud, but I believe that I have the confidence to do a really important job for my organization. And I own that and I honor it and I do it with the with the best intentions and I give 100%. Uh, and I also feel very confident that uh, I'm well-skilled to do that job. So I think part of being, you know, a, a female leader is also just to identify where you need to grow personally, mm. identify how you need to upskill yourself so that, you know, there can't be any finger pointing about your skills, uh, let alone anything else. And I think it's really about when you're given these positions of power, to own it with everything that you've got. And at the same time, you know, feminine leadership is about looking around you and seeing who else you can lift up as well. Yeah. As you rise, take people along on the journey with you. Um, because I feel like that is the greatest service that we can do uh, during our time here on earth. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful answer. Thank you so much for sharing that. And now I like to move into a segment called the ABCs. Uh, okay. the ABCs of your career. So starting with A, what was an amazing affluent aha moment for you in your career journey? 
it was when I qualified as a chartered accountant in 2010. And I remember we did not have even proper internet access at that time. So was it dial-up? It was it was dial-up. It was dial-up. So you dial up, obviously <laughs> you push that little part of the phone in there, and uh, it takes like four minutes for it to buffer and yeah. then give you your results. And then four minutes you're thinking to yourself. So your mind is going between pass and fail and pass and fail, pass and fail a million times. And then suddenly it like pops up and you like you don't know whether to laugh or cry. I, of course, cried. Um, but yeah, that was my kind of aha moment where I thought to myself, oh, all that hard work has finally paid yeah. off or something. Amazing. And B, what was a business blunder turned to blessing? Mm. I wouldn't call it a business blunder, but I think when I started Boss Babes of South Africa, um, I kind of didn't have any boundaries and everyone that wanted to speak to me, every member of the media, everyone that would request time, I would say yes, I would be a people pleaser and I'd go for it uh, to the point that I was starting to drain myself, mm. you know, to a point that it was unhealthy because everyone just wanted me all the time uh, and it became unsustainable. So I think when I recognized that, um, you know, it was becoming overwhelming and I need to kind of just protect my peace and just make sure that I'm uh, still able to, you know, give back to myself every single day. Uh, I think that was the kind of, you know, I want to say turning point as well that I had to say, now I just need to give to myself first. I just need to be a little bit more kinder to myself. And I also need to realize that I can't, you know, honor everyone's requests, um, you know, all the time. Yeah. And C, what was a cinematic worthy cock-up moment? I have made some pretty bad decisions throughout my corporate career uh, when it comes to sometimes um, being too sympathetic towards people Mm. and um, especially when it comes to recruitment when it comes to promoting people sometimes you just feel I think with my heart even though I'm a logical thinker a lot of the times I think with my heart I'm a heart person and sometimes I can be too sympathetic yeah. And that could lead to me being taken advantage of or getting myself into a lot of trouble. So I've had to just, I wouldn't say cut it off completely, but just be a lot more guarded and discerning around the type of decisions that I make, the type of people that I bring into my space. Think that um, those lessons are hard ones to learn. When <laughs> you learn them, you hopefully you don't make them again. They're so hard that you, you can't forget them. <laughs> and, and what has been like a comical moment out of that as well? Has there been in like a story you can share? Oh, yeah. I think we've had a lot of comical moments, hey, uh, during our Zoom uh, sessions. <laughs> um, I think my most comical one would be um, where, you know, we always think our mic is on mute, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was busy having a conversation with my domestic and we were talking about something and we couldn't find Handy Andy and we couldn't find something else and Jick and Toilet Duck and God knows what else. And we were talking about like making a list. And um, yeah, I'm usually quite good with keeping my mic on mute, but I don't know, something could have happened at that time that we were talking. And yeah, pretty much a lot of the people that were on that call heard about my conversation and all the um, toilet um, domestic things that I was going to be buying (laughs) in the next few hours. So yeah, that was was like, yeah, not really a highlight. highlight. (laughs) I think there's a few Zoom stories someone left them their mic on or people left their video on I think I've seen there was that video that went around of the guy who wasn't wearing pants I think he was nude from the top the down <laughs> and then the toilet one the toilet one is like were you in the toilet until you in the toilet and 
you don't know that your mic is on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine the person being on the call? Never mind the person who's on the toilet, but someone, you just yeah. hear these noises on the call and you're like, what's, yeah. what's going what is on? that? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're just going to move into the final segment of the podcast, which is just sure. a quick fire round. So kind of first thing that comes to mind, if you could change people's perception about one thing, what would it be? That women are the weaker sex. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I really like that one. Brilliant. And two, what was the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Always be kind, maybe too kind. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's Why? interesting because sometimes, like I say, your kindness can be taken advantage of. Mm. And I have an experience where my kindness and my good nature and my compa- compassion had been taken advantage of. And um, it really, it really, I want to say it came back to bite me, if I can put yeah. it that way. So I'm all for being kind. I'm a kind human being. Um, but I also feel that boundaries are important and protecting your peace and protecting your energy yeah. is probably right up there on my list these days. Yeah. Okay. No, now I understand. I agree. And yeah. three, on the contrary of that or contrast to that, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That's Oprah's quote. That is a really great quote. I mean, you heard clearly an Oprah fan aha moment. That is a great yeah. quote. And for, I'm not too sure if you, what kind of books you read, if you're into fiction or nonfiction. That's, this is going to be a kind of a twofold question. I'm into a lot of self-help books. Okay, perfect. Um, so what would be a book that you highly recommend? It's Joe Dispenza, Supernatural. Okay, what's it about? It's really about your mind and your power to change your mind and the power to change your thoughts and how your thoughts actually create a magnetic field around your body, even though you can't see it. It's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Okay, awesome. And final question, three people that you would have over for a dinner party, dead or alive? Oprah. Viola Davis, favorite actress. And Bonang. Oh, nice. That sounds like quite the dinner party. Oh, that would be, yeah. <laughs> it, would be it would be a party. <laughs> I need to get an outfit, yeah. I need to get a dress. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got a plan for it. And just to close off, um, Kavini, where can the listeners find you, Boss Babes of South Africa? How can they connect, follow, subscribe, all of the above? Okay, so the first step is to register on our website, www.bossbabesofsouthafrica.co.za. You click on the register button and basically fill out what skills you can contribute, as well as what type of skills you'd like to learn from the platform. And then you send us a direct message on Instagram and one of our social media managers will take a look at it. And uh, hopefully we could go live with you for you to be able to use your voice and share skill that you have with our community. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kavini, for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I think a lot of us are going to sit and reflect about being our authentic selves and how to get there and the journey as one. Well. I think I know myself and I actually was speaking with a colleague this week about it. Sorry, now I know I said thanks and now I'm rambling on. Um, but we had a one-on-one and 
we had a discussion also about the journey, not having to rush, don't have to have it all figured out. And I checked in with him today and he goes, it's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm realizing that I have to enjoy the journey and not have it all figured out. So I think a lot of us are in that boat. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to. I mean, you can just take each day as it comes. Have goals, have visions, have dreams, but don't put yourself under so much of pressure that you actually forget to love. You forget to yeah. love each day. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Kavini, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. And I hope you have a great evening. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to sharing this podcast as well with everyone.